Welcome to the inner world of the Enigmatic Growth Podcast, hosted by myself, AJ Utz, and presented by Carpenter Gilman. We discuss the unorthodox and unique ways of growth when curiosity takes you down branching paths with character formation being paramount. Here will be lessons gained so that others can learn from the past in order to live in the present and having hope for the future. Curiosity and paradox are the essence of developing into an enigma. Greater Part 1 Sic Parvis Magna I work with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes here in Charleston, South Carolina. One thing we do yearly is we have a theme for the year. Last year, it was every, which I enjoyed. However, for 2023, the theme of Greater resonates a little more for me in a few ways. A favorite video game series of mine called Uncharted plays off of the notion of greatness or what it does it mean to be great. The game series picks up on one of the most celebrated explorers in history in Sir Francis Drake, a peculiar phrase that he heralded, which even ended up on his coat of arms was sic parvis magna. Now, the little translation is thus great things from small things come. The more common or modernized translation is what the Uncharted series use, which is greatness from small beginnings. As I thought through the greater theme, this model from Sir Francis Drake came to mind. Also, the theme brought up a quote, a question that I've pondered throughout my life, particularly within the sports arena. The question in play is, what does it even mean to be great? Or what is greatness? Now, within our theme for the year, there's also a verse that accompanies it, which comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 3, verse 30. And it states, he must become greater and greater, and I must become less and less. This is a humbling mindset from the vantage point of John the Baptizer as Jesus was starting his public ministry. As I've embarked on aspects of doing public ministry myself, embodying these words in the scripture is tough. Walk alongside me as we wrestle with what it means to be great. Small beginnings. If you've read the Bible and investigated Jesus's life, as explained in the gospels, you probably know he was born in a stable and was from Nazareth. The disciple Nathaniel gave us insight into how Nazareth was received. John chapter 1 verse 45 through 46 states, Philip went to look for Nathaniel and told him, we have found the very person Moses and the prophets wrote about. His name is Jesus, the son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nazareth, exclaimed Nathaniel, can anything good come from Nazareth? One thing I noticed throughout life is the human tendency to give value or worth to people depending on where they're from or where did they go to. The college scene, especially down here in the South, is scary how many people love their colleges. That's not me trying to knock anyone, but I find it can go a little too far in one direction as well. I remember when I was getting ready to go to college and by my junior year, I knew I was going to my community college. Quite a few people looked at it as a less than choice. However, I'm grateful that never really fazed me because of my parents, especially my dad in this case. There's a phrase that he would frequently say to my sis and me. Your gift will make room for you. 
With that mindset, I didn't have to care about what other people thought regarding schools. I was on a different path and you're able to get this weird type of confidence. And the mindset that comes from it is, you may not know me before I came here, but you'll remember me once I leave. As I continue to think through greatness from small beginnings, I looked at the start of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. It began in Norman, Oklahoma in 1954 by Don McLennan. A quote from him is, for some time, I've had the idea of forming an organization of athletes and coaches in this hero-worshipping nation of ours. If athletes can endorse shaving cream, razor blades, cigarettes, surely they can endorse the Lord too. So my idea is to form an organization that will project you as Christian men before the youth and athletes of our nation. Alongside of Don were three other men who are founding fathers of FCA as well. And they are and they were Dr. Lewis R. Evans, Dr. Roe Johnson, and Branch Rickey. I'm a big fan of Branch Rickey because of those who don't know. He was the architect of the breaking the color barrier in the major in Major League Baseball as the owner of the Brooklyn Dodgers by signing Jackie Robinson. Read up on him and check out the movie 42 to get some insight into the character of Branch Rickey. Who is the greatest? Jesus touched on greatness a few times within the Gospels. One of the many things I love about the Bible is it doesn't present the people portrayed as some sterile robots. They actually had personalities and acted like you and I. Take the disciples in Luke chapter 9 verses 46-48, which states, Then his disciples began arguing about which of them was the greatest. But Jesus knew their thoughts, so he brought a little child to his side. Then he said to them, Anyone who welcomes me welcomes a little child like this on my behalf, welcomes me. Anyone who welcomes me also welcomes my father who sent me. Whoever is the least among you is the greatest. The thing about Jesus, he never condemned them for wanting to be great. What he did, though, was always redirect or redefine greatness according to the kingdom he established. The standards of human wisdom and reasoning are incompatible to the standard of his kingdom. Heck, human wisdom is the reason is, and reasoning are the reason Jesus had to come and die on the cross for us because of our sins. As it states in Hebrews 9.22, Indeed, under the law, almost everything is purified with blood, and without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. Cue up, nothing but the blood of Jesus, right? Service equals greatness. Jesus addressed the context of greatness in Matthew as well. He equates greatness with service which is a more humble approach. Service isn't natural for me. Lord knows it's not. My parents and sis are much more natural to serving others. I'm a little more aloof and, and birth order also plays a role in being the youngest contributes to all this as well. I believe that's a good thing for me because that's where the gospel has transformed me and affected my life the most. I've always wanted to be great in some capacity or the other. Sports is a place where you're always in pursuit of greatness. It's a concept that's woven into the fabric of athletics and competition. The count in Matthew, though, is where I'm convinced the essence of greatness lies. Chapter 20, verses 20 to 28 states, Then the mother of Jesus, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to Jesus with her sons. She knelt respectfully to ask a favor. What is your request, he asked. She replied, In your kingdom... Please let my two sons sit in places of honor next to you, one on your right and the other on your left. But Jesus answers by saying to them, you don't know what you are asking. Are you able to drink from the bitter cup of suffering I'm about to drink? 
Oh yes, they replied, we are able. Jesus told them, you will indeed drink from my bitter cup, but I have no right to say who will sit on my right or my left. My father has prepared those places for the, the ones he has chosen. When the 10 other disciples heard about James and John, he asked, uh, he asked, they were indignant. But Jesus called them together and said, you know that the rulers in this world lord it over their people and officials flaunt their authority over, the, over those under them. But among you, it would be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first among you must become your slave. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. I've always had the wanting to be great. This has made me grow in service because that's the mark that Christ set for greatness in his kingdom. With moving into growing in service, I've also grown in leadership and have put me and that has put me in places of leadership. I'm going to be upfront with y'all. I'm still perplexed and humbled that people want to follow aspects of my example. Where the theme verse comes into play, where I need to decrease while Jesus increases as I conform as I conform to his likeness. A concept that was talked about in our growing up based on this mentality of service was you should want to outserve one another. An example my dad used to always say to men, and I'm paraphrasing, is men, if you want to be the leader in your home, and be great in the sight of God, outserve your wife. The account comes right after Jesus predicts his death and goes into talking about greatness. That's a weird segue in teaching. Or is it? Jesus' victory over death through the resurrection was and is the epitome of greatness. My favorite expression of Christ's humble greatness is in Philippians chapter 2, verses 5-11. through 11. And I'll close with this. And it says, you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names, that the name of Jesus every knee should bow, and in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and in every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of the God the Father. Thanks for listening to the Enigmatic Growth Cast of Pods with myself, AJ Utes. Stay tuned for the next installment, and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. This was presented by Carpet Regalement, which simply means seize entertainment.